We have just a short postcard of a podcast for you this week. We'll be back full steam next week. You remember a, uh, a few episodes ago, we talked about a big magnet that they are moving from a lab on Long Island to Fermilab near Chicago. Yeah, so this is a, essentially a large electromagnet. It's a, it's a coil. It's basically aluminum hoops. And inside these hoops, there are windings of superconducting wire. And when you say large, how how big is this thing? Well, it's 50 feet in diameter and only, you know, a few inches by a few inches or a, a foot and a half by a, eight inches. So moving that is going to be quite an operation then. Oh, yeah. It's a nice memory. That's beautiful. Seems like it was only a couple episodes ago. The magnet made it from Long Island through the ocean, around the Horn of Florida, up the horn of the Mississippi River. And, and now it's here. Uh, it's it's off the barge. It's sitting on a truck bed out in Lamont, Illinois, waiting to make the last leg of its journey tonight. So we are heading out to go see it. You'll know we're there when we start speaking in hushed tones. For each agency that didn't get a radio, please see Gary, and he'll check All right, so we are standing in this uh, dirt parking lot. The... The magnet is here. It's on this huge truck bed. Uh, we count uh, 16 sets of wheels, they, and they move independently to get it around stuff. Yeah, this truck bed was built specifically for this move, for this magnet. Now, also here are cops from uh, all over the city, from several jurisdictions. We have uh, highway patrol. There are sheriff's deputies. I think I see some chips. The guy you're hearing right now, making sure everybody knows what they're doing, is Terry Immert from Immert International. They're the guys who actually moved the Spruce Goose, the giant plane. They're a heavy haul company. That's what it's called. So we walk over. There, there's all these scientists and engineers in uh, neon vests and hard hats. We are also wearing neon vests and hard hats. We actually, I think you actually look really good in that. Thanks. We're here now with Lee Roberts. He's from Boston University. I've been working on this project since 1984. When we were building it, I flew every week from Boston to Brookhaven for the engineering meetings and spent a couple of days a week there. And so it's sort of my baby, you know? How often have you been checking on the progress of the move? I don't know, 10 times a day? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it had a GPS tracker on it, and every two hours it updated, so... So you called it your baby. Do you do you have a nickname for it, like a pet no. name? Well, to my friends, I just say the ring move because everybody knows what the ring is. The ring. Yeah. Somebody dubbed us as the Fellowship of the Ring, but that, <laughs> <laughs> that's a cheap shot. <laughs> now, if you can't picture this magnet, we should tell you again. It's a 40,000-pound metal ring, and everything is set up on this rig that won't flex more than three millimeters when it goes over potholes or curves on the road. Yeah, so everywhere this goes, uh, this 50-foot ring will not flex more than, like, less than the length of a tic-tac. Okay, so things are are about to get underway. Yeah, we're here with Terry Emmert again from Emmert International. Uh, We're watching this thing as it's about to move uh, at the edge of the parking lot. There it is, it's moving. that about the pace that it's going to run tonight? It's just like at a crawl. No, it, it'll be moving quite a bit faster than that. This is a slow part, getting out, making the 90-degree turn. But once we get out onto Lamont Road, it'll move 10, 15 miles an hour, and it really depends how the road is. So have you, you guys been through this whole route and measured every possible clearance? Well, 
first of all, we went through about 10 different routes. <laughs> and then once we decided on the exact route, um, we probably ran that another dozen times also with different agencies and utility companies to make sure we had everything covered. What was, uh, of the route we're making tonight, what was the, the big challenge to figure out? Well, it's, the first part is getting out of here, and then we'll go down Lamont Road about a mile, and we have an overpass. And it's uh, only about 54 feet clearance. So it's going to be pretty tight through there, and if you take a look, it'll just be clearing. So you have about four feet to spare there? Uh, total, if that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be tight. So what's the plan? I mean, just going to just ease it through as slow as possible, just checking the whole time? Well, you, you only need an inch to get through. So as long as we've got a clearance, we'll get through there. It just may take a little bit more time. Yeah. Is that the Emmer motto? You only need, need an inch to get through? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> it's so close. So the, this guy that's standing by these railroad ties, he's just... I mean, he's bringing it, what, six inches there? Six inches on this side, and we got about two feet on the other side. And again, that's what it will look like going underneath 55 tonight. So what, so, there, so there's a man standing there spotting on those, those railroad ties or whatever those are. How does he signal to Tim? We should get out of the way here. It's, it's radio communications. We got to back up or we're going to get hit by this thing. Oh, they're moving out, okay. moving out. So this process is all, it's, it's much slower than you'd think. We're kind of doing a start and stop thing. We drive up a little bit, stop, get out of the car, and then get back in with uh, Lee and then Gordon. He's another guy who joined us. He's a, he's a guy from Fermilab. It's amazing how exciting it is. Something moving this slowly can be this exciting. Yes, it is. That's a delicate piece of equipment. I think it's a combination of like, like the delicate nature of it, the enormity of it, and the slowness. Yeah. all contribute to that exactly it's so interesting like you know this thing that helps us figure out the fabric of the universe is dependent on being able to move a big thing down the road <laughs> studying the smallest particles yeah. known to man that's right We've been traveling in a car pretty much about 50 feet in front of the magnet. In front of us, there are these two people with a truck uh, removing all the signs to make room. Yeah, the, the magnet has very low clearance, so any stop signs, yield signs, have to be taken out so it can get past. Get all the signs out of the way for the magnet to make way for the magnet. So you'll be doing this all night, going ahead? And all night until 3 a.m. Tomorrow, three nights. Okay, now... Uh, it, we're starting to see big crowds lining the sides of the road. People know that this thing is coming and they, they want to see it. Here's Luke. He's a teenager. He's, he's here with his family, but he's taken a few steps away to get a closer look. So uh, what are you here to see? I'm uh, here to see the big magnet. <laughs> <laughs> so are you a big science guy? I am a big science guy. <laughs> uh, how does it compare to what you were imagining in your head? Um, I wasn't expecting it to be covered up in the uh, plastic like it is. Uh, I thought you'd be able to see the, the parts a little bit better, but I, I, I read it was 50 feet wide and it was just hard to imagine. And now that I see it, I'm, it's huge. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. It's 50 feet wide. <laughs> So what kind of science are you, uh, do you want to do, do? Well, I'm planning on studying uh, geological engineering at UW-Madison. 
right. Yeah. Do you want us to take your picture with the magnet? Sure. Hey, this is a good shot here. It's coming around. Now, this move that's happening, it, they have to do it at night because they close down the highway. And as it gets dark, you see this thing. It's, it's all lit up. We have uh, police lights flashing. It's kind of spooky. Uh, here, here's Lee, our, our friend from BU, again. When this uh, load was coming down at uh, 2 in the morning uh, down the William Floyd Parkway, there was a uh, 7-Eleven along the way that the parking lot was an official viewing station. And so the, the background you have to understand is that uh, some of the people on Long Island around Brookhaven Lab think a UFO crashed around there <laughs> and that uh, the lab has been keeping this uh, uh, space alien as well as the uh, spaceship. It's like part of the old lore around there. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's not quite as bad as Roswell, but uh, it's uh, anyway. And so this uh, summer intern with the PR got it video on the of this guy ranting a f-ing spaceship there's no way it's not a f-ing spaceship <laughs> that does it for uh, this postcard what we learned today mike i learned that it takes a squad of police officers and a ton of moving equipment to move about maybe a mile in one night yeah it's uh it's it's fun watching the police officers um, who, a lot of these guys, they're pretty jockey yeah. guys, and uh, they're out here working until midnight to help out nerds. Exactly. Yeah, they're know? Stuck, stuck monitoring nerds. This is a real, real revenge of the nerd situation tonight. Hey, guys, uh, I got to move my magnet. The, another, another way they could have moved the magnet, though, would have been... Um, to just turn it on, and it, yes. it would have got going. You know, you just would have had to make sure that Fermilab was the only metal for miles. Yeah, if, if Fermilab had put on some braces, some metal braces, it would just zap right there. All right, we will be back uh, next week with, uh, you know, a, a full episode. Yeah, we'll have a toilet, we'll have an intern, we'll have a person that does stuff while listening to our show. Thanks to uh, Lorna White and Blythega for the things that they do. Send us your questions at howto at npr.org. I'm Ian. I'm Mike. Thanks. Thanks.